Good evening, everyone. This is Apostle C.J. Crossfield. I just want to say congratulations to each and every one of you that is a part of Before the Throne Room Ministries prayer line. I come forth um, before you today to just say thank you to each and every one of you. It was said already that so much has happened on this line. I'm not sure how many people started on this line, but I know that there are a number of you on this prayer line that has been faithful, and you've been faithful for nine years. So I applaud each and every one of you. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you for the opportunity um, to Apostle Joanne for allowing me to even come on the platform to give you a word of encouragement today. And uh, most of all, I just thank God for positioning me to be his mouthpiece for tonight. So before I go into this word of encouragement, let us please bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I just say thank you. Thank you for these nine years of, of, oh God, the nine years of each individual that calls on this line each and every time, dear Lord, the appointed hour, oh God, to, to be steadfast, to pray for others, to tarry for others, to lift others up in prayer, to bring testimonies, to bring a word to you, Father God. Dear Lord, I just thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their walk with you, oh God. I thank you that they believe so much in you, oh God, that they wouldn't find it, they wouldn't find it not fault to come on to the prayer line to walk in expectancy to know that you will do so much for others, oh God, and maybe not just for others, but for themselves as well. So, Father God, I thank you for the anointing that you have poured out on this line, dear Lord. And I thank you that nine years, nine years, oh God, Father God, only the few faithful would be able to sustain five, nine years, oh God, on a prayer line. Lord, most prayer lines come and they go. We see them all the time. Well, Father God, this consistency that before the throne room has shown, oh God, others, and not just others, but myself as well, oh God, the few times that I've been on the call, oh God, it just shows just how much they love you, how much their hearts are aligned and pour out to you. So I just say thank you right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, for each individual and for them collectively, oh God. As you bring your word tonight, oh God, I just ask that you would remove all of me, oh God, and let it just be all of you. Father God, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So as we speak about nine years, Tonight is your anniversary, and that is something for you to celebrate. Someone already said it on the call that the prophetic meaning means the mark of the end and the issue of all things as to man, the judgment of man and all his works. The number nine is linked to enlightenment, compassion, new adventures, risk-taking, deep emotions, and connections with those we love. I pray right now for 
before the throne room ministries that you will always pray to have eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, and a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. The number nine is a spiritual meaning. It's rich with positive energy, and it is sure to have an impact on your life path. And not only your life path, but each and every person that calls in to this prayer line to pray. And not just for yourselves, but for others. Now, this list can go on about the number nine. But the number nine also represents power. It also represents patience, harmony, love, faith, friendship, spirituality, unity, and the ability to see things clearly, and so much more. For a subject topic, I would like to say to each of you tonight that on the other side, there are blessings at the feet of Jesus. Again, on the other side, there are blessings at the feet of Jesus. I'm reminded of cassette tapes. I was born in the 70s, the late 70s. But we used to have these radio um, radios that we used to carry, and we would put a cassette tape inside. It would play music, and we would listen to the music as we hit play. But then at some point, we would have to hit stop, take the tape out, and then flip it over. And sometimes I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, we really listened to that music, and the music was really good, and as soon as it stopped, we had to flip it to the other side in order to hear the remaining song. And for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit is bringing this um, to me about the cassette tape. But it had a rewind button on it. It had a replay. It had record. And it had play. These are things that we go through in our lives. Our lives are stages, right? We go through a rewind stage. We go through a replay. We go through a fast forward. We go through a record. But there comes a time when we have to stop using those cassette tapes because time changed and there was no more machines to play those cassette tapes. The devices became, those devices became instinct and we came to a standstill. What would we do? We could erase those tapes if we went back in time, but we couldn't do that. So what we had to do is pivot and project ourselves forward because all these other things came about. Now we're able to play music on jump drives, DVDs, DVRs, VCRs, um, MP3 players, right, because there is always another way. But every time we turn around, there's change, and we see that. Every day we see that there is a change. And if we're not willing to go with the change, then we will get stuck on that rewind, replay, and record. So my question to you tonight is, are you prepared for the change? Are you prepared for the change? Because on the other side, there are blessings at the feet of Jesus. 
when we have these these devices that change in our lives, like the um, what we have now, iPads and earpods and and all of these different electronics, my children have to keep me up to date on these things. But as I see them continuing to change, we may fuss about it at first because we don't like change. But at some point, we accept that change, and then we learn how to navigate through it. So if I can encourage each of you tonight that we will, there will be a consistent change. Like we will always, we would always change. You always have something to do. There's always going to be something different is basically what I'm saying. But if you would with me tonight, turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And I'll go and read the text. When Jesus went back across to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. A leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, came and fell down before him, pleading with him to heal his little daughter. She is about to die, he said, in desperation. Please come and place your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. But Jesus went with him and the crowd thronged behind. And there was a woman in the crowd who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal for many doctors through the years and had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she was worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the fringe of his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his clothing, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel that she had been healed. But Jesus realized once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, all this crowd is pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You have been healed. But while he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from Jairus' home with the message, your daughter is dead. There's no troubling the teacher now. But Jesus ignored their comments and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just trust me. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter and James and John. And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, which is Jairus, Jairus, Jesus saw the commotion and the weeping and the wailing, and he went inside and spoke to the people. Why all this weeping and commotion? On the other side, there are blessings at the feet of Jesus. Now, when we look at this text, we automatically put our minds to the woman with the issue of blood, and a number of you spoke about her already on the phone, so I know that this is confirmation through the Holy Spirit. But I want you to look a little deeper than just at the woman with the issue of 
blood. We see here in the text that Jesus got out the boat because he had just healed the demon-possessed man. And instead of him continuing on the boat, the Bible tells us in Mark 5, that first verse that we read, when Jesus went back across to the other side of the lake. My question to you tonight is what if Jesus didn't go back on the other side? If he didn't go back on the other side of the lake, we wouldn't be able to see that these blessings could occur. We wouldn't be able to see that Jairus came and said that his daughter was dying. And as Jesus was following him to go and see about his daughter, the woman with the issue of blood touched his garment. It's not that he forgot about Jairus' daughter, but Jairus was humble enough to wait on Jesus. And if we don't position ourselves to be humble enough to wait on Jesus, we might miss the blessings that he has on the other side of, for us. The woman with the issue of blood was humble enough to wait to see Jesus because she heard about him, but she waited to go touch his garment. So we have two situations here because if it was us, and I'm not just saying each of you here on the line, I'm including myself. If it was us and the faith that we have, and the way that we are positioned, my question to each of us tonight is, would we have the faith to wait to see what the blessing would be on the other side? Because oftentimes we get so caught up in our feelings, we, get, we lose faith, we lose sight, we want things our way, we want to do things as the world is doing it, we don't want to, you know, follow after instructions. We don't want to do these things. But Jesus is saying to us tonight that the, there are blessings on the other side. And they're not just blessings, but if you look at this, this is a twofold. It's a double blessing. It's a double portion because he didn't just heal Jairus' daughter. He healed her so that she could wake up because they said she was already dead. But he also healed the woman with the issue of blood that she was hemorrhaging. She was, the, the blood was hemorrhaging. She went to every doctor. We all know the story. But when we look at this text here in chapter 5, do we look at that? Do we look to see that if Jesus didn't go on the other side, these blessings wouldn't have occurred? Do we look into our lives to say if, if Jesus didn't do this, we wouldn't be able to have what we have? And I'm not talking about just tangible things. I'm speaking of the blessings that we don't see. Because if we could just take a glimpse, like if you could just wink your eyes just a second for me, just wink them and open them right back. That's just a glimpse of the amount of blessings that Jesus has for us that we don't see. And we're not able to see it because he's, he's greater than we are. And we love him so much, and we pray to him, and we praise him, and we acknowledge him, and we sing hallelujah and all songs to him. And we say that we have faith even greater than a mustard seed. But the question is, do we really? Do we really? 
We've been on this, you've been on this prayer line for nine years. I can only imagine the amount of people that have received blessings because of your prayers. I can only imagine the amount of people and the amount of tears and tarrying that has happened on the call every time someone calls in or every time you guys meet together. I can only imagine how much you have poured into people so that they can reap and see the blessings on the other side. And not just one blessing or two blessings, but many blessings. I was on the call last week. And forgive me for not remembering the the, um, speaker's name, but she blessed me. She blessed me. So this prayer line is something for you to be excited about. It's, It's something for you to celebrate about. Because these are the blessings. Maybe when you started out, you didn't even know that it will grow to where it is today. So when I talk about the blessings and the double blessings on the other side at Jesus' feet, you are at Jesus' feet. And while we're there, we have to position ourselves so that he can do so much more through us. Because these blessings don't come because of us but they come through us because of the Christ that is inside of us. I would like to go to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you would turn to me. Turn to that real quick. First Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 1, Paul is giving up his rights. And Apostle Joanne, I just want to say thank you for putting this ministry together and being obedient to the calling that God has on your life. I thank you for the mantle that he has on your life. It's not easy. But he never said that it would be easy. But Paul said, do I not have as much freedom as anyone else? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with our own eyes? Isn't it because of my handwork that you are in the Lord? Even if others think I am not an apostle, I certainly am to you. For you are living proof that I am the Lord's apostle. But this is my answer to those who question my authority as an apostle. He said, do we have the right to live in your homes and share your meals? Don't we have the right to bring a Christian wife along with us and with the other disciples as brothers and sisters and Peter do? I want you to be encouraged, Apostle Joanne. You have a lot to celebrate with those that follow you and those that God has called to you. And I don't want any of you to take this prayer line, you know, just lightly because it means so much. It means so much. I can hear it in your prayers. I see your steadfastness. 
I see, you know, the things that you do, and, and let alone the nine years. I mean, we're talking patience, as I said, harmony, love, faith, friendship, spirituality, unity, ability, and the ability to see things clearly and so much more. I know you asked the question that if anybody could give a testimony, I'm pretty sure this line will be flooded tonight and we wouldn't get off of this call no time soon because of what you have done, each of you. And I want to commend you for doing what you do. In the same way, the Lord gave orders to those who preach the good news, who should be supported by those who benefit from it. Yet I have never used any of these rights. Am I not writing this to suggest that I would like to start now? In fact, I would rather die than lose my distinction of preaching without charge. For preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. So do we go around, oh, we have a prayer line, call in and and boasting and bragging, and we've been around for nine years and nobody can do it like us? Absolutely not. We don't boast. We don't boast, but we continue to walk and to bring people in, call people in. We, we see that the world is a hurting world today. No exception about it. So many people need prayer, but they're so quick to give up. And the reason that they give up is because we're not being the light that we're supposed to be. We're not being the salt of the earth that's supposed to preserve the earth like we are supposed to be. So we have to take accountability for the things that we are not doing because it's easy to say, oh, well, that person is suffering or that person is going through or that person needs Jesus. Yes, they probably do, but they need the Jesus that's inside of you. Anybody should be able to look at you and see the God in you before you even say anything. They should be able to say there's something different about that person because they, they're supposed to be able to see the light that shines in you. Because once that light shines in you, guess what? It shines on the outside. And that's the reason why we don't have to boast and we don't have to brag. Because Paul said that we are compelled by God to do it. And how terrible for me if I didn't do it. That's what we should be asking ourselves. That's what we should be positioning ourselves each and every day. Lord, you have compelled me to do what I do. Lord, you have compelled me to be who I am. Lord, help me this day to be the salt of the earth. Who can I help? I can remember when my children were young, they would pray, and all of their prayers would be, thank you, Lord, thank you, just thanking him for so much. Like anything that would come out of their mouth, they just wanted to say thank you. And I said, Lord, what if our hearts could be postured as adults to just thank you? Thank you. Not only thank you, but thank you and ask you, what can we do for you? Let's turn it around so we can get those blessings on the other side. 
on the other side because if Jesus didn't go on the other side, just imagine. We can all look into our lives today and see a part in our life or a time in our life where we needed Jesus so bad. We didn't even know when he was going to show up or how he was going to show up. But he came on the other side. And because he came on the other side, our lives were changed. Because he came on the other side, our sickness was healed. Because he came on the other side, our children are blessed. Because he came on the other side, our families are blessed. Because he came on the other side, this prayer line is anointed with power. Because he came on the other side, we are able to walk in unity and strength. Because he came on the other side, we are able to touch the lives of so many people, whether we know them or not. All because he came on the other side. And it doesn't stop there because it was a double blessing. And the reason that it was a double blessing is because the lady with the issue of blood suffered with that hemorrhage for 12 years. 12 A lot of people preach about it, and they just stay stuck right there 12 years. She went to so many doctors. She went to so many doctors, spent so much of her money, 12 years. And we just stay stuck right there, but we don't look at Jairus' daughter because Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is very strategic. I'm not telling you to go and look up numbers and match the numbers together, but I'm just telling you that God is very strategic. He often does things that we don't see. He often does things that we're like, how did you put that together, Lord, or how did that happen? How did that come about? Because he's a strategic God. And I don't want us to miss our blessings because we're not looking deep enough to see that Jesus is going on the other side for us. I am so excited to know that there is a prayer line, a ministry, a faithful ministry that has been around for nine years that says a lot about each and every one of you, each and every one of you that is on this call tonight that is a part of before the throne room. And I'm not sure if there's any visitors on the call because maybe they even have been on the, um, the call for nine years. But it tells a lot about your character. It tells a lot about your compassion. It tells a lot about your connections with the people that you love and the people that you don't know. So number nine, rich with positive energy and is sure to have an impact. Just imagine the impact that you have on so many people. Just imagine your prayers, your fasting. Some people you lift up in prayer and they're not on the line. 
So many people have been healed, just like this woman with the issue of blood, because somebody believed in you. Somebody wanted to hear your prayer for them, because maybe they didn't know how to pray. And that's why it's important for us to position ourselves before God, before the throne room, before God. Your blessings are on the other side, and they await you. Please don't hinder them. Please position yourself. It may take every day for you to do just something small to make a change. Don't be afraid of the change. Just like those cassette tapes that the Holy Spirit put in this message today. Don't be afraid of the change because there's always a diff- another way. And just as I said, Jesus got out that boat. He could have kept on going. But he decided to come on the other side because he knew that there was healing that had to take place on the other side. There are souls that are waiting for you. On the other side, I don't have to call each and every one of your names because God knows you. You have that relationship with him. I pray that this prayer line will continue with the success that it has had. I pray that it will continue with the many blessings that have been poured out just because each of you decided to unite Each of you decided that this is more important than anything else. And you have ran the race. And that's what I would like to encourage you tonight. Continue to run the race. Continue to battle. Continue to get the goal. Don't stop. Paul said, I try to find common ground with everyone so that I might bring them to Christ. Everyone. And we know Jesus loved to say whosoever, so whosoever. Try to find common ground so that we can win the souls for Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Again, I thank you for the opportunity to bring the word. Amen.